Well, I want to thank you for listening today. This is Ken Feith with Back in the Day. Today we have a very special guest, uh, Kurt Vetters. He's an author, a watercolorist. He's been in um, the U.S. Army, and he's written two books, uh, two novels, Freedom Spring, about the African-American troops in the Union Army, the, the as they would call it, the USCT, the United States Colored Troops. And he also wrote a book about Confederate winter, which is centered on um, the Confederacy in about 1864. So I'm glad to have you here today, Kurt. And do you want to tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about the books? Yeah, sure, Ken. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm a son of the South. I was Mm -hmm. born in Alabama in um, 1961, last year the baby boom. And Mm -hmm. Uh, but I've worked all my career after the Army in Indiana, so I live up oh, in okay. Indianapolis, just mm-hmm. outside in a little small town. Mm-hmm. But my folks live in Muscle Shoals, but my primary work is done in Nashville. Okay. So my eyes always go down here. It's been a fun place to work, but also know the history of, and and I love writing about this area. Cool. And I really try to—I'll kind of start this way. My journey began as a somewhat of an anti-Harry Potter uh, fashion. <laughs> My kids were growing up and they just loved Harry Potter. And listen, J.K. Rowling, what an author. Right, right. You can't argue with that. But I kept looking at them going, gosh, guys, I want you to get into history. Yeah, I yeah. Want, you know, Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone and those guys were my heroes growing up. I'm sure the sanitized version, but. Yeah, well, still, but, you know, the, history does have a story to tell, you know. And uh, this is good that you're doing this. Well, you know. it does, you know, and it's such an interesting time to be alive and be a writer right now. You know, we had a, somewhat of a sanitized version of history, I think, that's mm-hmm. changing. The world is searching for an archivist like you are beginning to pull data out on the untold stories. Yes. So let me start at the beginning. It, it's kind of an interesting thought, I think. When I was a teenager, I was doing old school genealogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't know why I was drawn to it. I played football and, yeah, you yeah. know, but man, I loved going into libraries and digging through. And I found in the archives in Montgomery a document about my 14-year-old great-great-great-grandfather that wow. in southern Tennessee, it all this was was his, uh, a letter reference on it for his pension, Confederate mm-hmm. pension. Oh, okay. And it said, um, at 14, William was sucked up into the Confederate Army. Uh, at, in six, 14. at 14. And five months later, showed back up in rags. And he was at the big battle in Franklin. Wow. Well, man, that for a guy like me, that's a story. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a mystery there. So life went through. I was a captain in the Army. I ran tanks across the really the world, you know, mm-hmm. and um, loved working with soldiers. And But my guard unit, as I was getting ready to go into the Army, mm-hmm. doubled as a Civil War reenacting unit. Really? So we would How run tanks that? on one weekend, <laughs> and the next weekend we would put reenactment gear on, and the same guys would run as a Confederate regiment. Wow. Talk about shifting time period, you know? Yeah. It yeah. was really surreal. So we kept the same rank structure. But I got uh, okay. some real insight. And my Army service, we were 300 nights a year out in the field. We mm-hmm. were in the Reagan mm-hmm. buildup. Well, fast forward through life, through kids, <laughs> and I— I'm trying now to get my kids into history, mm-hmm. failing. That's hard. It's hard. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a road warrior. I sell medical equipment as a living, and I spend a lot of nights in hotel, and I said, I've got a story to tell based on that. I'm not going to watch TV in hotel rooms <laughs> until I finish handwriting this novel. Wow. And Confederate Winter came out the other end of that. 
That's so cool. That's a great story, man. Well, they sell it at the Battlefield stores. I've had really good mm-hmm. reviews down in Franklin. I think it. What my job is to tell the story. I'm a G-rated guy. I write G-rated books. I wanted something that could connect to a twelve-year-old, yeah, all yeah. the way to an Alzheimer's patient. I, yeah. I have several emails where people have read my novels to patients in Alzheimer's units, and they can't remember their kids, but they remember the characters in the books. That's amazing. It's a connection. Yeah, it's a connection. And, and, you know, the Civil War is so popular, and it always will be. Right. And something like this, and especially to connect it to teens. Right. You know, because they're the ones that we've got to show that this is not dead presidents, you know? I mean, there's a lot more to it. That's exactly right. And by writing for a younger audience, what I'm able to do is not sugarcoat. I address the issues of the day, but I make it um, so that they understand, and I try to put them in these positions that, okay, I understand why people thought like that. Mm -hmm. And so I tend to write, my whole goal in everything I do is uniting us. Mm -hmm. I just think anything that divides us, that's my litmus test. Does it divide us as a nation? Does it unite us as a nation? That's history that was there. Mm -hmm. It's still close to home. And... So I think what the book has done is touched a nerve for people that are like me. Mm-hmm. They want to get a gift for their grandkids yeah. that shows a little bit about uh, that side of the world. They want them to understand. And what I particularly love about it is I'm fascinated with battlefield restoration. Oh, okay. Franklin is the poster child for that in the country <laughs> they, right they now. Are. So all the people in Indiana, I speak to a lot of Rotary and Kiwanis, they drive through Nashville on the way to the beaches. Oh, yeah. My job is to get them to stop at Carton <laughs> and Fort Negley mm-hmm. and get them to go in and experience Lutz House. And they oh, go yeah. in and people come back and they said one of the best parts of the trip down to the beaches was reading your book or listening to it on, ta- on tape and stopping at the battlefield. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. I know. I mean, it's really great. And it's, it's a great validation for an author. You know, to come out with that and say, hey, you know, your book connects with this place. And so as they read about it, yeah, they connect and they understand, well, yeah, it fought here and this is how it fought. And this is what happened here, you know. And, you know, I'm a very tactile person, I guess. And you go down there and you see the house, you see the battlefield, and it kind of connects, you know, especially with a book like these. You know, they've got, you've got a place and a reality, you know. And so you can tie, it's like a historical fiction in a way. You know, I mean, it's great. It's great. And things like this always bring it out and you've got more leeway so you can develop characters, you know. And that's really what it is. They're character based. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I take a place like uh, Ripavilla Mm -hmm. and it's an important factor of history. There Mm -hmm. was some major events happened there that that really had an impact on how we are today. I get to pull that in. I get to bring it into the story. And then they, through that, get to bring out the story that they have. Mm -hmm. So the historical interpreters at the sites, my job is to get them in the door. Yeah, Their job is then to flesh it out. Mm -hmm. And then the Mm -hmm. true historians, they begin, my job is to develop the interest. Sure. And make those compelling. Now, the great thing about being a novelist is I never know where it's going to take me. That's so cool. So I'm doing a book talk down in North Alabama Mm -hmm. about Confederate winter. Mm -hmm. Seven years ago. And I had another author who was doing a talk right before me. Peggy Towns, amazing lady. She Mm -hmm. has a book called Duty Driven. 
She just did one on the Scottsboro Boys. She's from Athens, Decatur area, North I I, Alabama. Yeah, I think I've heard of her, yeah. I think she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm her biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Well, she told a story about African-American soldiers in the USCT, one of which was an ancestor. And now wow. let me wow. let me back up a step. Fort Blakely down in Mobile is a place that my brother-in-law literally lives on the battlefield. Good. We right. dug up a cannon shell from his backyard. Wow. So wow. I know this place in Mobile. It's a long, disparate way away from here. Yeah. Peggy's book was about the fact that her ancestor was captured at Fort Henderson in Athens, Alabama, happens to be the battle Meghan Markle's ancestor wow, was in. really? So there's a lot of interest around oh, that. Oh, yeah. But he was captured at that battle, was re-enslaved, mm. and sent down to build the entrenchments at Fort Blakely, which still stand today. What, a, con- what a connection. What a connection. It's incredible. So I, because of the battlefield restoration interest in Franklin, I got interested in battlefield restoration at Blakely. They're really doing some amazing stuff down That's there. That's great. And all of a sudden, I had this this tie. Yeah, yeah. And I got really interested in the stories of the USCT. To be an African-American, especially coming out of bondage, is I, I like writing about watershed moments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What in the world do you do when you've come out into a whole new world And now you're a soldier, which is another huge change. I started a journey writing a novel about uh, my characters in Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Freedom Spring was Mm -hmm. was the second book. So I'm about halfway through the book, and I'm I'm loving it. It's really coming together. I love these characters. And my favorite character in Confederate Winter, believe it or not, was an African-American team, mule team driver. Really? In that. How about that? Henry Uh was his name. Loved him. Henry, yeah. You know, you get passionate when you make these characters. Oh, yeah. So I said, let me try to take this to the next level in Freedom Spring. Well, I walk into Fort Negley on a whim to maybe see if they'll carry the book. And I look across, Mm -hmm. and there's the wife of a guy I was in the service with 30 (laughs) years ago who I was in her wedding. She's uh, Lynn Maddox is on the board at Fort Negley. That's incredible. What a connection. We haven't even thought about each other in 30 years. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, been a week or two. What are the odds? What are the odds? What are the odds And that? that she happened to be there. Well, she opened my eyes, and so did uh, Krista and Tracy Harris mm-hmm. over at Fort Negley. And I just—the stories from Fort Negley dovetailed right into the book Freedom Spring. I mean, what a catch. You're doing it on the African-American troops, and then you go by Fort Negley. You know the people there. You know, Fort Negley was was built by them, and they served there. And, you know, you mentioned the Army. It's kind of fascinating that they would come out of slavery and go into something that's almost as strict, you know, with the military and the, the marching and the discipline of the military. And it's just fascinating they would do that and fight that way. But, yeah, that's a great connection with Fort Negley, too, you well, know? It really was. And a lot of people don't know this. You know, I, I work in Nashville. There's a lot of newcomers to Nashville. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I like to do or tell people is that, You've got to know where you live. You have to know the place. Fort Negley, which you can see literally from the office at Health Trust where I was working today, you look out the window and there's Fort Negley. Other than the big new hotels, it's prominent. Yeah, yeah. The side closest to Nashville, that northwest side, if you were an African-American in bondage and you were escaping the south, where do you run to? 
Well, you run to Fort Negley. Fort Negley. The guns of Fort Negley, that was the largest fortification out west in the Civil War. That's where you're safe. You want to hide behind the big guns. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. they built it. They, their labor, they're still buried there. And so the, the scholarship and the, the passion that the African-American community mm-hmm. and the community in Nashville and the Civil War Roundtable, and there are so many people that are engaged in rebuilding that history on that spot. To dovetail my book into that was incredibly lucky. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, and, and you're right. Everybody needs a sense of place, you know, and we all need that. And Nashville, you know, there, those of us that are Nashvilleians, we have that. But people coming in, that is so important to do. And you picking up on that and getting halfway through the book, and all, you're at Fort Negley and all the African-American presence there that was there for 100 years afterward. You know, right. It's pretty amazing how it comes together. And as you well know, you know, the, the 13th USCT fought in Nashville. Right. So there certainly is a presence here for them. And, and this book is great for that, you know. Well, and there's, a, there's another history there. Last night know? I was at, I had the good fortune of going to Fort Negley, and, and I encourage your listeners to, to go there immediately. There is yeah. an exhibit called 17 Soldiers, and there was a book of, of portraits mm-hmm. that was no bigger than a postage stamp of 17 different individual African-American soldiers, okay? And they presented that book to their officer, and that ended up in the hands of an artist and family in Michigan. Oh, wow. Well, those portraits are on display at Fort Negley right now. They'll be there till June. And I met the author last night, and I'm just struggling to recall her name now. But go, go, go. Yeah, that that's amazing. You know, things like that are so incredibly rare to get a photograph or a drawing, and especially of African-American troops, you know. So that that's a great thing to Fort Negley to have. And it's, it's an exhibit in there like their conference room or something? or in the That's hallways. correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they've got a, um, you know, she did the genealogy. She's even got a picture of the descendants of the officer and one of the soldiers from today. That That's incredible. So that book and what it's based on is now in the Smithsonian. And because Fort Negley has built themselves a an important place in the story of African-American and USCT soldiers and post-Civil War, it's on the short list of places that you go to learn this. The next exhibit, interestingly enough, will be down in Pensacola, which is where my mm-hmm. soldiers in my book end up mm-hmm. in uh, the engagements around Mobile. But it's just fascinating to watch these stories develop. And Dr. Wynn, who from Fisk, who uh, made a mention on the back of my novel, and a nice plug for me on mm-hmm. that. As I'm doing my book talks, and she says, Kurt, there is a lot of scholarship out there. And I will tell you there is, and it's starting to get mainstream. So once again, my job with Freedom Spring is to try to get Civil War buffs who loved Confederate winter, who the USCT experience, other than maybe the movie Glory Uh, decades Mm -hmm. ago, Mm -hmm. was their only experience with the USCT. They're beginning now through Freedom Spring to encounter the richness of the USCT experience. And there's things happening around that are uh, – so there's a lot of scholarship out there. My book I consider a gateway book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now I'm, I'm uh, reading Daughter of a Daughter of a Queen about mm. Kathy Williams, who's got a great exhibit at the Buffalo Soldier Museum in Houston. She's the first African-American woman 
to join the U.S. military, and she served after the Civil War and during the Civil War. Fascinating story. Great exhibit. A female African-American. Female African-American. Yep. In the 10th Cavalry. How about that? How about that? Right. Amazing story. And there's new stuff coming out all the time about that as scholarship opens up. So once again, the richness of the story of the Civil War, the watershed moment in American history, is making it more interesting. You know, it's, it's pretty incredible. And in, in Freedom Spring, do you follow a particular person? Did you pick find a person in history and kind of flesh out a story, or did you bring several people together? How did you get the— It's kind of an amalgam. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it's a novel. Yeah. I get poetic license. <laughs> so I get to take them to the places I think that are salient. And I don't want to give too much of the story away mm-hmm. because the great thing about a novel is it, it's built to unfold. Yeah. And, it gets you excited and take you on a journey of, to a place that you've never been before. But uh, rich characters, fascinating time, not always pleasant. So my next books mm-hmm. that I'm trying to work on right now are in Reconstruction, and I touch on it hmm. at the end of Freedom Spring. It's a hard time to write about. There's very few winners in that period of history. So mm-hmm. I try to give that experience, but I base a lot of it on – my experience in our modern-day military, mm-hmm. the soldiers are still, you know, for all the— Soldiers are still soldiers. They're still soldiers. Yeah. Soldiers are still soldiers, and I know soldiers. And the public still—there are situations, especially off bases, where they take advantage of soldiers. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's no difference between then and now. <laughs> so having had that experience, you know, the— the GIs always get the highest car interest loans. Oh, they yeah, yeah. Payday loans expound. So because I'm a history buff, I can take those experiences and move them back in with first-person work. And, and see, that's great because it's a theme. It, it continues on. And you've got Confederate. You've got the Union. And then as you're going to go into Reconstruction, I mean, this is a theme. You know, the Civil War, 150, 160 years ago. So it's not that far back. And people can kind of really connect. And like you're saying, they took advantage of soldiers in, and they're going to, they do it now. So there's there's certain things in there that are always a constant. And exactly. to be able to write and play off of that is pretty incredible. You know? well, let, me, let me kind of give you an experience, too, that changed my life about this. So I'm in Germany in 1984. We're on a reforger exercise. I'm running a tank company over mm-hmm. there. I was an executive officer. My commander got sick. I took over the company. So we're, I'm pulling the line of tanks into position for the night. We're on major war games across the whole of the country. Probably two in the morning. I hadn't slept in a day. I'm pulling, <laughs> trooping the line that night after I get everybody set in. And I noticed that I had set the tanks up at the end of this valley in this incredible defensive position. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking the line, and I come across a sign that shows that I had set my tank company up in an old Roman fort. Wow. And I had a, I've always had a connection to the ground and the history. And it was like a tunnel whoosh into me that some junior officer in Roman times was walking the exact same line at the exact same time in the middle of the night with no sleep, making sure his soldiers were safe and in position. So really, with these experiences, you can really tell a a soldier's story from that long ago. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating. You were in that valley, in that Roman fort, and you had a connection with something that happened 2,000 years ago, you know. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. There was probably some legionnaire, centurion, 
walking his line just like you did. Right. And you can connect that together. And, yeah, it, make, it makes for a great story, and people can connect with that. Even if they weren't in the military, they understand that kind of thing. You know, they work overtime or they have two jobs. They understand tired and they understand getting a job done. And so you bring that and you pull it into these books, and it's just great. You know, it's a great story to tell. Right. And with these experiences, you've got these experiences that, you know, it's kind of a life-changing event because sometimes you get that aha moment, it just clicks. And you being in that fort with your tank line, you're defending something that somebody defended a long time ago. A long time ago. So it's really neat that you can pull that in, you know, and you've got that experience. Well, and I hope that my books uh, encourage people around Nashville and Central Tennessee, and and this touches Mobile, and it touches Mm -hmm. uh, descendants of soldiers from Indiana and Ohio. The West is, in the Civil Wars, I won't say it's not been written. There's been a million Civil War books, but... But I'm hoping that the schools will get this, that yes. people will buy these and donate it to libraries and schools. That's really my hope, that kids will get to read this. Mm-hmm. They'll learn that real people at young ages made a difference in history. Your story doesn't have to involve magic, and that's not how the world works. Yeah, yeah. Regular people can impact and have an impact and be impacted by history. How they deal with it. That's where character comes in. And I say I'm a G-rated writer, but my mm-hmm. I, I like to write about people of character. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I think that that comes through in my in my work. I think that's great, Kurt. And if someone wanted to buy them, do you have them available through Amazon or through your website? Or yeah, you... you can certainly get both Freedom Spring and Confederate Winter on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people – I have Freedom Spring in an Audible edition. It's on oh, audible.com. Cool, really? Yeah. So for people that drive all the time or have a long commute in Nashville traffic <laughs> these Nashville days, Nashville traffic, yeah, Freedom Spring is a good one to download. Yeah, yeah, I could do the whole book in Nashville traffic. Exactly. <laughs> I, I tell people they're about three hour reads, mm-hmm. three to four hours. Mm-hmm. But my preference is that you go to Fort Negley mm-hmm. okay. and buy the book because that okay. gives some profit to them. Or go to the Lutz House, or go to Landmark Books in Franklin. You know, that's a small bookstore, mm-hmm. privately owned. Go to the Carton or the Carter House. I want people to walk in the doors and smell the <laughs> feel of these yeah. old houses. Yeah. Walk the grounds. I'll kind of leave you with this thought. I walked into, um, uh, I had a meeting down in Florida, middle of nowhere. I have an app on my phone called Field Trip that shows me all the historical signs. Mm-hmm. And I, I found out there was a battle not far from there. I went down there. I found the grave, untended, of probably 500 Union soldiers from across the north. Okay, It's a one marker in a grave for men that went out of their way to change the world. And they're in an unmarked, moderately marked, forgotten grave at a little cemetery down in, in the south. And I want people to know that those people existed. And if not those specific people, if we can, through these books, connect people of today with the people of the past, I will have done my job. You know, that's great. And that's a great way to think about it, you know. And especially doing something local. Go to Fort Negley. Go to the Franklin Battlefield. And these, these books really come alive when you do that. So that's, that's really a great thing to do, and I appreciate that very much because this kind of thing is it's good, 
And it's a great way to introduce people to history, especially if they go there and buy the book there. And they're helping support the history of that place, you know, so it's great. Absolutely. Well, Ken, thank you so much for having me Thank you so much. I appreciate having you, Kurt, and enjoy the day. I appreciate you here, and thank you for listening today, and uh, we appreciate your time and attention. 